Hey, how's it going everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Matters Podcast. Today I wanted to talk about staying in the moment. This feeling of living in the moment, for me at least, was something I really wanted to start emphasizing for myself because I found myself too many times where I would put down my phone for a little bit and it would hit me like, how much time just passed without me even being cognizant of it. Or another example was I'd be grocery shopping and I'd catch myself missing an aisle or just or just not even having any idea kind of what I was doing in the grocery store because I was too locked in on responding to someone on my phone or checking something. My attention really just wasn't 100% committed to the task I was doing. And I caught myself finding my phone to be a distraction, really. And it's these distractions that pop up that can actually be detrimental and hinder you from this growth and they actually hurt your mental and your well-being. And how important that is when the clutter of life and this seemingly treacherous whirlwind of emotions can hit you and the struggles and clutter and negativity of life feels like it's catching up on you. You know, you can really feel like you're stuck in a pit or you're in a dark place Or maybe even you feel like you're so swamped that you're unable to move. And really, I feel like this feeling of crippling yourself through all of these worries and when that inevitable whirlwind hits you in life, if you're not grounded and centered, it can really knock you off your feet. And that's when the overthinking and the fear and all of these negative emotions really cloud your mind. And for me personally, I know growing up that I didn't really have anyone helping me understand how to regulate my emotions and the importance in that. You know, going through life, if you were never taught to stay stable as the highs and lows and the negativity and all these random things that can hit you and try to knock you off your center, that can lead you down a really dark rabbit hole if you don't know the importance and how to stay grounded and, you know, really maintain that balance for yourself. And depending on the person and how things work for you, it may look a little differently. But for me in my life, I know that once I started incorporating things into my routine that practice staying in the moment and mindfulness, like journaling and meditating and my breathing or incorporating my religious aspect to it and, you know, praying and getting into my Bible and getting into God's word where I know I'll find some peace there. Like, for instance, when I feel the weight of the world crashing down or the worries and anxieties and the pressures of what I have to do throughout the day, it's really easy to fall victim to that and really get drawn into that stress. But this is where mindfulness is so key. Being able to pause, take a second, reevaluate really what it is that you're dealing with. Because when you can take yourself out of that stressful situation and look at it from a different perspective, a different light, then that's when you're really going to find the answers and you're going to understand that, wow, it's really not that deep. This is actually more simple than I thought it was in my head. I can do this. And for me, I used to be the biggest overthinker. Every single little thing had the possibility and the ability to get me off my center. And I could easily be upset or easily influenced or triggered or whatever. That's not cool. Like for me, I'm about to be 20 years old. Like if one little thing happened and my world flips upside down, like 
get a hold of yourself like you're a grown man come on but getting back into it you know I started to tell myself these things like is it gonna matter in a week a month a year odds are probably not so don't let a current situation get you all worked up when it's not gonna matter as time goes on I know it's easier said than done but with mindfulness you can practice this concept and you can trust that things will work themselves out with time you just gotta get your head down and keep pushing and another way that I found myself getting caught up in all the BS that life has to offer and all the noise was being on my phone too much. Like once I started to be mindful of what I was doing on my phone and for how long, then I really saw the facts of like, yo, my productivity is lacking because I'm spending six to eight hours a day on my phone. Think about how much time you actually have when you're not sleeping. Let's say you get eight hours of sleep every night. You go to bed at midnight and you wake up at eight. That gives you 16 hours of your day. And if you're spending six to eight hours on your phone, that's literally half your day on your phone. Doing what? Scrolling through social media? Like, it's cool and all to be connected with society and your friends that you haven't seen since middle or high school or, you know, all these different factors. But in the grand scheme of things, are they helping you? Is it helping you staying on your phone that long? Like, I'm not trying to call you out here or make you feel any type of way, but like, yeah, low-key I am. But anyways, like, just think about it. What else could you be doing with your time? Pick up some hobbies. Do something that makes you feel like your life can be enjoyable rather than laying on your bed and scrolling through mindlessly on your phone. Like, that's not doing anyone any good. And that's definitely not doing your future self any good. Because believe me, I've been down that road. And when it starts to hit you that you're kind of just wasting your days away and you could be doing something else, to me, there's just no worse feeling. Like that is down bad. Like self-image, absolutely gone, at least for me. And I definitely fell victim to this. Like I said, this is why I started changing my life around because I was tired of feeling so bad about myself for doing these bad habits. And another thing I realized with being on my phone and social media so much was that I felt like a real sense of decentralization. Like for the first time, I felt like like life was just weird. It was murky. It was cloudy. And, you know, it, it, there just didn't really feel like a whole lot of hope. And there didn't really feel like a whole lot of light to be had. I didn't feel like there was anything to go out and do or fulfill. In a weird type of way, I felt as if my phone was my life and these connections that I had with people that I didn't even see on a daily basis, let alone a yearly basis, for whatever reason, they mattered more than what I currently had in front of me. And once I started to understand like, yo, put the phone down, enjoy what's in front of you, enjoy you know, your family that you're blessed to be with or your friends that you're blessed to see or you're at the gym and yeah you got music in or whatever but if someone's trying to talk to you don't just kind of shrug them off and look at your phone or kind of like do anything not to have a social interaction with someone real someone literally right in front of you and not behind a screen like it's crazy to think about a time that people walking down a street and passing by each other would actually like stop and have a conversation maybe at the very least they would acknowledge each other 
and you know say what's up ask how your day's going now it's like people walking past each other it's like they're trying to imagine they're not there or you see them their first reactions like to pull up their phone like why and there's this sense of community that most of us don't even tap into because we're too worried about tapping into our phones like it really is just missing out on real life and the fulfillment that comes with that and not to make this cut too deep or anything but you never know when the last time you're gonna see someone is so would you rather spend all of dinner looking at your phones and not talking to each other and it just being this kind of like passive hangout time you'd rather be somewhere else because it's not enjoyable because you're not even acknowledging each other or would you rather actually get to know someone and communicate what you're trying to do in life or your aspirations or how you're doing how you're feeling what your thoughts are any type of thing that either of you has interest in or is passionate about take the time to understand it because if you care about someone you should care about what they're doing and you should care about how they're doing take the time to get to know the people that you care about with all this talk of mindfulness and staying in the moment and not needing to worry, God reminds us that we need to let go of control and give it to him. In Exodus chapter 14, it's talking about the Jews fleeing Egypt and escaping slavery. How Pharaoh agreed to let them go, yet reconsiders when he realizes what he's losing. So in verse 7, it says how Pharaoh took 600 of his own best chariots, as well as all the other chariots in Egypt, officers watching over them all, in pursuits of God's people headed towards the Red Sea. There's something you got to keep in mind. Back in the Moses days, chariots were the top shelf type of artillery, best technology at the time. So you got Pharaoh, who in Egypt's eyes is essentially a god, all his officers, a whole sea of the best weapons in the game at that time chasing after a ragtag group of freed slaves trapped between a sea of Egyptian officers and the literal Red Sea. For any non-believer, the odds are clearly stacked against God's people. The entirety of the Jews thought they were doomed, but all it took was one man's faith. Moses listened to God, and he did as he asked, and in doing so, not only was he able to split the Red Sea, but collapse it over the Egyptian officers, ensuring the Jews' safety. And we can use this story to apply it to our own lives as well. You may go through these hard times where you feel trapped and you feel like Pharaoh and his army is chasing you and you're stuck between that and this ocean and the unpredictability in that. But just like God gives his toughest soldiers the toughest wars, so does the enemy in his efforts to try and stop you from your purpose. Whatever force comes against you, if there's a lot going against you, that just means God is working on greater things inside of you. You were meant for wonderful things. Lean in more on God when it gets tough. Submit to his will and he will split the sea for you, just as he did for Moses and his chosen people. You are his chosen. A lot of the time we see the lesson way later after the struggle, the conflict, and the hurt, and we understand why it had to happen. We see it as a lesson. God knew all along. He planned it in order for you to make necessary growth. Often God will let something in your life die just for something to be born in you, something new and something fresh. So while we're in the struggle, flip your mentality from the victim, the prosecuted, the afflicted to the chosen 
the trusting, the patient, the thankful. Because something you never knew could have been possible is on the horizon. Something new and something fresh. And that wraps up today's episode. I appreciate you guys sticking around. And as always, stay positive, love yourself, and have a great week. Cheers.